Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey everybody, this is Mandy from Chapel Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. Today we're going to be talking about simplifying Christmas. So our favorite person to follow, Jessica at Three Rivers Homestead, posted the other day about how, so she's due to have a baby any day now, has seven other kids, right? Seven. Yeah, seven. Um, and I sent it to, screenshot it and sent it to Missy because it's like literally exactly what we've been talking about. Like we've been trying to figure out, so we have one, two, three three kids that actively believe in Santa. We have, um, well, the baby, she doesn't know any different. And then our older kids, obviously like Bud's 13 and then Mason and does Vanessa believe in Santa? No. Okay. So we have four kids that don't three that do. And one that doesn't know anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, you know, we're like talking about this, like, you know, last podcast, we talked a little bit about like inflation and, and not over here. Like, Oh, we have no money, blah, blah, blah for Christmas. Like, I'm not trying to say that. We're just trying to decide like, where do we want to put the money for Christmas, um, you know, do we want to put it into like these toys that they're just going to break in like a day or like, you know, stuff that's just going to get thrown out and garbage like that. Um, and so I think this is such a hard conversation because, you know, some people look at Christmas and they think, oh, well, if I don't do a tree and lights and gifts and cookies and gingerbread houses and go to this experience and blah, 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 then like, we're not celebrating Christmas. And I just feel like that's, really not what it's about exactly. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about what Christmas was like for each of us as kids. Oh, P.S. We have the boys on again this week. Um, so we're going to talk, (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about what Christmas was like for us as kids. Um, and then sort of how we are thinking about celebrating Christmas this year, which, you know, we're funny Christmas in 21 days and we're over here still trying to make a decision. So, all right, we're going to start with Jeremy. So Jeremy, what was Christmas like? You might need to give a little background because most of our listeners probably don't know like your story as a kid so go ahead so i was adopted uh i'm gonna say 10 to 12 days after i was born um and i still knew my mom my biological mom uh my father not so much but uh i was graciously adopted into a family, a very loving family. Uh, my dad worked a typical, you know, construction job where he was a, a superintendent. Uh, my mom stayed home and did a lot of the home, home, homesteading things. Um, you probably had the most homesteady life of anybody growing up of the four of us probably, for sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Christmas for me, um, and my family, I, I have several other sisters that were adopted as well. Um, and the one that's closest in age to me, Carrie, um, we, we had, we didn't realize it at the time, but we had a lot of things, uh, looking back, you know, I, growing up, didn't know what Nike was. I didn't know what Adidas was and all that, you know, hip stuff. And it wasn't until I was probably in high school that I found out what Nike and Adidas were. So 
Like the value of them. The value of them, you know, like... Or the status of them. Right. Not not knowing what they were. Right. But the value or the status level of them. Right. right. They were just a different name when you were... Right. right. It was, just, just, it a was just a, a swoosh on a shoe for me. A <laughs> <laughs> swoosh on a shoe. Um, but I can remember, you know, there was always the Christmas tree. There was always Christmas lights. And we lived on a very busy route in between State College and, and Huntington. So we, we had a lot of traffic. And Mom was so proud of the house that Dad had built for her that every year she would go all out decorating it. And I come from a <clears throat> a family that, you know, went to church every Sunday. And, you know, the true meaning of Christmas was the true meaning of Christmas. It wasn't about presents. And not to say that we didn't get presents, but we got presents that were useful on the homestead versus we still got the typical pack of underwear and socks and (laughs) t-shirts. Don't get me wrong, but we got tools. We got, you know, shovels. We got rakes. We got hatchets. We got hammers. We got things that would be put in our own toolbox to help on the farm or on the homestead. Um, Your sisters too? Sisters too. And you know, as the older we got, the more, I don't know, the, the, the tools got bigger. So instead of a screwdriver or a hammer, you got, you know, at 12 or 13, you got an axe or or you you got a a, a chainsaw these things sound like dreams now right <laughs> and, and then welders and and things like that but you know like i said we still got toys but they were toys that they don't make any like they make today they they'd last a lifetime back then did you often have foster kids over christmas yes with you too <clears throat> well how yeah. many how many sisters did you have at home and then roughly how many foster kids were coming through the doors throughout so growing up it was carrie Brittany, jamie constantly and then when jamie got older she went to college so it was it was carrie and me for a long time and then at a drop of a hat <clears throat> there could be two or three other kids you know that were staying with us in foster care and mom and dad, you know, learning now, dad would pick up, pick up extra hours at work to provide for these kids that, you know, when those kids walked through the door, they were mom and dad's responsibility. Yes. But they were also a part of our family. And that was a very big, that's why I'm a family person. I think because mom and dad instilled, you know, you could be, a stranger off the street and need a place to stay and you were accepted into our family. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it, it, it was a really big, big ordeal Christmas, but it was more, more or less, it wasn't about what you got. It was, it's, it was, you know, the, the congregation of family and, you know, yeah, the, the love and the spirit of Christmas. That explains so much about you as an adult at Christmas. <laughs> All right, Missy. So what was Christmas like when you were a kid? 
So Christmas as a kid for me was very magical in the fact that my grandmother um, would usually, when she was still alive, she kind of ran, ran the holidays and she loved the lights and she loved the trees and the music and all that. So she always made it a point to make Christmas like, she kept Christ as the center of Christmas, definitely, but like she loved to go, we go drive and look at all the lights. There's a place in New York that she used to love to go to. Rocky we'd Ridge. Drive, yes, we'd drive through or one we walked through and whatever. That was just always her big thing. And I remember as a younger child, my grandparents lived in New Jersey and my parents, um, we lived here in Lancaster and the excitement of grandma and poppy are coming you know tomorrow and then oh yay then the next day is christmas eve and just like how magical and great it was and you know it was always cold or we'd have snow or it was just this back when it used to snow here right Mm -hmm. this big like magical thing and my grandmother every christmas eve we would all gather as a family and even up until my grandmother passed she passed it she was 99 and she passed in November and she still had plans in December that we were going to um, candlelight Christmas Eve service the year she passed Um, we would do that every year she was Moravian so we went to a Moravian church over in York and we would do the the candlelight service we'd have the Moravian bread Um, it was like Moravian sugar loaf I can't Um, this I did not know this yes and that and you and your obsession with Moravian stars. Yes, exactly. All these things my I'm learning in this episode. Yes, my grandmother always had a Moravian star. She'd put a Moravian star up at her house every year for Christmas. And it was just, I, I have so many memories that circle around my grandmother. And then I have memories that circle around, like, my parents and my family. Did your grandfather too. die when you were pretty little? Yeah, I was 13 when he oh, died. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, as far as my family goes, my dad was an orphan. My dad was um, born in New York. He was born to a couple that then divorced and was put in an orphanage. And then I guess they had set up like visiting times where the mom would come and the dad could come. Well, then they ended up both coming at the same time and they would fight out front of the orphanage. This was like what, in the 40s? Yeah. 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 So um, they would fight and then the orphanage finally was like, okay, you can't come anymore, but you can. Like to the dad couldn't come anymore. The mom could, but then she just didn't come. So, like, I always have this, like, lump in my throat at Christmas time thinking of my dad. My dad is the sweetest man ever. Would do anything for anyone, but, like, a hard worker. He was a farmer his whole life. Um, he would, like, she would make promises to him that, oh, I'll come on Christmas. You know, wait out on the steps for me and I'll be there. Well, then she never came. And then, like, a couple years went by and she showed up one time. And then he had gotten, she readopted him. And then she got hooked on drugs and whatever, and then sent him back to the orphanage. And then she said, on Christmas, meet me at the train station. I will be there, and, you know, I'll have gifts for you or whatever. And at this age, he's like 10 or 12. Um, So he gets up real early Christmas morning, walks down to the train station, sits there all day long and watches the trains come in and go out and the people coming with presents and, you know, seeing family and hugging and kissing and, you know, like everybody's missed each other and excitement. And he's just sitting there on this bench this whole time waiting for his mom and she never shows. And then like the evening, he just walks back to the orphanage and they have their little Christmas, whatever at the orphanage. And the, like the heartache that, that he has carried with him through his life, I think had formed him into the man that, that he that he was obviously but the things that he wanted for his kids 
and that he could supply for his kids meant so much to him because he knew what it was like to have nothing, to have no family, to have, you know, no Christmas, no Easter, no birthdays, you know, because he stayed in the orphanage until he was 18, then he went into the Navy, and then from the Navy he met my mom, and so, you know, like, his kids alone were, like, huge to him just because of what he came from, and so the Christmases that we had as our own little family even at such a young age, I can remember how hard my dad and my, my mom at that time wasn't working. Actually, she was. It was like part-time or whatever. But how hard my dad had worked to supply the Christmas trees under that tree. And we didn't lack for any Christmas gifts. Christmas gifts. Oh, yeah. Sorry, we didn't have trees under our tree. Sorry. I was Multiple trying not trees. to lose it. Sometimes my brain goes woo. But, um, yeah, the the presents that we had under the under the tree. And, and even at such a young age, I can remember looking at, like, all the... There was three of us, three kids. So, like, those presents times three. And, like, nobody ever got one more than the other. Like, it was always even. And, like, the money spent between was always even. Which, I don't know how they did that. But, whatever. But it was just, like... All of the magic of it was amazing. Like, I still believe, I still remember believing in Santa and, like, going out early in the morning and looking with my brothers and being like, wow, like, Santa really came, you know? And even when I got to the point where I didn't believe in Santa, I didn't feel like kids do nowadays where, like, my parents lied to me, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there was just some special magical thing to it. But, like, I knew every year, like, I didn't know, I banked on the fact that every year I got a new baby doll for Christmas. So I would run out to the Christmas tree and I would pick up every package that had my name on it and I would sniff it. For, you know how, like, new Listen, baby dolls Listen, she still smell? sniffs everything. Pens, yes. paper, yeah. all of it. Not and I would to hear a coo or a cub. No, I would sniff for that sniffed. baby powder scent. You and I would sniffed. sit that one right in front of me and I'd wait till my parents woke up so that that was the first present I opened and, you know, whatever. But... Like I said, you know, for us growing up, my my mom didn't work. My dad was a farmer. So, like, my dad, we opened presents, whatever. He had to go and milk cows, and then he came back. Um, But we didn't didn't lack for anything. Like, if, if we made a Christmas list and we gave it to my parents, we got pretty much what was on that list. Like, I don't know if it was my parents felt like it was an expectation, um... Now, when I say to my kids, can you make a Christmas list? They'll wander the house and look for things. And something they see, they'll write on <laughs> write on the list. And I totally remember this because my dad, with being a farmer and milking cows, he would always have cracked fingers and hands. And he used Neutrogena, like deep whatever, lotion. And I remember I was probably like 12 or 13. My mom was like, you need to make a Christmas list. And I'm like, oh my gosh. What I don't know what I want, you know. So I walked around the house and I did that. And I tried to, I remembered the Neutrogena that my dad used. And I tried to spell Neutrogena <laughs> on this Christmas list because I couldn't think of anything else. And my mom still has that Christmas list. Oh which my is so gosh. Funny. But, like, that's the point we're trying to get at. Like, you almost, we're in that little, like, stage with some of our kids where, like, they want the magic. And they want to experience the magic but then we also have a couple that are, like, beyond the magic part, and they're like, okay, I want earbuds. Just, just give me and, my gifts. Or just give me money. Yeah. Or they you want know, a, like, a gift that just is too expensive. the price of a new car. Yeah, exactly. So I, when I try to think of my Christmas memories, I think back to probably, I would say, my age between, like, 6 and 10, I would think was, like, the best that I had. But it wasn't because I was expecting you know, like, yeah. I knew that my parents worked hard and what we got 
they probably had to not pay a bill the next month because, you know, and I feel like we're kind of like surfacing back to that era. Mm-hmm. You know, like us growing up, oh, of course we wanted a new puppy and we wanted a bike and we wanted, you know, all of the things. But, like, it was a different world then. Yeah. Whereas, like, and how my silly grandfather... Were we, that we wanted a bike in the middle of winter. Right, exactly. <laughs> my grandfather would sit there every Christmas morning and just shake his head and say, too much. This is too much. And, oh and like, thinking back before, like, when I was a kid, I'm like, what are you talking about? This is fantastic. This is perfect. <laughs> it's no, this is ever. right. But now looking back, I'm like, he's right. right. Like, there was too much stress and too much anxiety that went into, because he saw that end of it. I saw the magical end of it. Right. He saw my mom staying up late at night wrapping presents, being frantic about paying bills and getting presents, and then... You know, I only saw the the magic of the morning of, yeah. wow, like Santa came and like knows that I exist and left these presents, you know. So I feel like now being an adult and understanding all of that goes into it and the way the world is, we're kind of flopping back to that. Like what really matters? Like what mm-hmm. is, and I'm not saying my kids aren't going to get gifts, but I'm not going to buy, Jared wants a Kermit the Frog puppet. <laughs> what are we going to do with Kermit the Frog puppet? Like, you're going to play with it for five minutes and the puppet's head's going to be oh, ripped gosh. off. Right. So, like, you know, do I want to waste 40 to $50 on a Kermit the Frog puppet? Or do I... But see, he still believes. So then part of my mom mm-hmm. guilt is like, okay, well, that's the only thing he put on his Christmas list. Do I need to get that so that I can keep the magic going? Like, where do you... Where's right. the line? And so that's right. what I'm struggling with. Yeah. All right, babe, what was your Christmas like? So, I remember going to West Virginia a lot. So, my, my late father was an only child. Um, so, my grandparents had him, one more kids, but were in the position where they had to take care of my dad's grandmother. I'm not sure which side. I don't remember. But by the time they... We're no longer needing to take care of her because she had passed on. It was too late for them to have more kids. So I was born in Los Angeles. I know, funny enough. Um, and your my, sister was born in West Virginia, which makes no sense. Yeah. I'm the country bunkin' and she's the city girl. Right. Um, so my parents had to make a decision whether they're going to move to Oregon from California or to West Virginia. My mom's from Oregon. Uh, my dad's from West Virginia, back country hills. Um so they decided to go to West Virginia because my dad, being an only child, my mom's brothers were all in Oregon, so my grandmother had all the grandchildren there. My dad's parents had no grandchildren. So we made the move back to West Virginia, and then eventually, because of work, because West Virginia's coal mines, logging, or glass factories, they moved to... Then. Back then. Um, they moved to Pennsylvania for work. So we were still close enough that we'd made the five, six-hour drive to West Virginia, when we moved so mostly i remember i remember bits and pieces of west virginia i don't know if i exactly remember christmases but i do remember going to west virginia a lot for christmas um one of the main reasons because was because dad was a big hunter deer hunter and that's how he put food on the table how we were able to afford you know meat on the table so we dad would hunt Pennsylvania, dad would hunt West Virginia, and um, so hunting season is right around Christmas season. So we would be there a lot of times for Christmas. So we got presents from mom and dad, and we got presents from my poppy and my nanny. And um, 
you know, they got us gifts and my parents got us gifts. Once we were in Pennsylvania, I kind of remember it more. Um, but like, you know, we would get the toys that we'd usually ask for, G.I. Joe's or Micro Machines. Um, I remember asking for a Red Rider BB gun and, you know, it was the Christmas story, didn't get it, and then found it hidden beside my dad's desk, you know, his desk in the other room after, you know, all the kids had you know, my brother and sister had gotten their gifts and then we're off doing their thing. So I, I vividly remember that one. Um, and that's probably why I still love that movie to this day. Um, I remember pretty much always getting some type of article of clothing from my nanny Boom Boom, which would be my mom's mom. And for whatever reason, for whatever reason, you know, it was always articles of clothing from her. And then as we got older from her, it was just a card and some money. Um, with my grandparents, my, my grandmother died when I was fairly young. Um, one of our last Christmas gifts that she gave us as us as the three kids was um, she was on her deathbed in the hospital. And she had sent my grandfather out to the mall to get a um, Super Nintendo because we had a Nintendo that I think my mom got it at like a yard sale or something and she knew how much us kids loved it. So she sent my grandfather out to get a Super Nintendo and she gave it to the three of us in the hospital on our deathbed. Um, and we still have it. Yeah, we do. And we all four of us have played it together. Um, so then, you know, as we got older, you know, the gifts were not a lot, not... You know, it wasn't like there was a bunch, but it wasn't like there was only one or two. But it kind of, the gifts were like for our age. So like if it was something that we wanted that was a lot, then we might only get three or four gifts where your brother or sister might get seven or eight. But the price difference was, you know, because that gift cost more. So you got a few less, but it didn't mean you were not worth it um at all i also remember we when we moved to pennsylvania because my sister was sick with spinal meningitis we were in the hospital with her and my mom became close friends with an amish lady who was in the hospital because her son had fallen through a hay hole and we became good friends with them so we spent because you know my dad was an only child so i don't really i never knew what uncle and aunts were because i didn't have any uncle and aunts as far as my childhood mind went you know i did have them because they're in oregon but i didn't really meet my uncle and aunts until i was 10 or 12 and i had only met two of them and then the other three i only met when i was probably 15 or 16 Mommy. um so but like, I remember us going to our Amish friend's house and them coming to our house, and they would be like, oh, so this is what you worship. They're talking about the Christmas tree. So I remember my dad sitting down with a book and reading them what the meaning of the Christmas tree is and why we put a Christmas tree up in remembrance of the cross and the, Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and that it's not something that we worship, but it's a 
symbol. S- a symbol that brings us remembrance of Christ and what he did for us. And driving around and looking at the Christmas lights and stuff. And, and you know, we always had the tree. It always had colored lights on it. We never had the tinsel like I see many people have. <laughs> so, like, when my wife wants to put tinsel on, I'm like, no, tinsel no, doesn't go on the tree. Tinseler. Tinsel and Easter grass? No, they shouldn't oh, be placed. Tins- tinsel doesn't go on the tree. What are you talking about? Um, but so, yeah, yeah, and then merging her style of Christmas with my style of Christmas um, together for our children. So, I had a very iconic typical kind of my mom is if you've ever met my mom she is over the top in all the things and she is very festive um so we always had the whole house was decorated the little nativity outside we always had a huge tree it had tinsel on it Mm. and lights and 500 ornaments and you know i don't know if you saw the tree you just saw oh my god shape of it there was so much stuff on the tree um and like Missy said, like we would make Christmas lists and we pretty much got everything that was on the Christmas list. And it was always, not until I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or 12 that I started to hear my parents and their rapid frantic rapping on December 24th. Um, before that, I mean, I just woke up and we went downstairs and like the entire living room. Now there's four kids. So, you know, and a dog and a cat and whatever. And so, and of course there were gifts for them, you know. So the whole living room was just filled with gifts, like just piled everywhere. And then my grandmother would come over and my uncle and it was filled there. And then, you know, my parents divorced when I was five. So I had Christmas at my dad. So we got a pile of gifts there and then we would go to his parents and we got a pile of gifts there. And Bud, my oldest, who's 13, he's very much got the same kind of Christmas. Like he has Christmas with us. He has Christmas with his dad. He's got, I think he's got like at least 12 grandparents still alive that I can think of. He's got a set of di- of divorced grandparents and his parents are divorced and my parents are divorced. So, you know, and because... My parents. And, and Zad's, yeah, so there's all kinds of, he's got a million grandparents. So, um, you know, like Missy said, we didn't want for anything. We just, we had these like great Christmases. Um, I very distinctly remember my older brother and sister, step, step siblings, um, they moved in with us when I was in fourth grade and my sister Michelle and I were sitting on the couch and I had, um, I was reading the letter back from Santa and she goes, this looks like your mom's handwriting. I about died. I'm like, oh, God, it is my mom's handwriting. That means Santa's not real. Mm -hmm. So she killed that for me when I was 10. I was pretty pissed about that. Um, Bud believed in Santa until he was 11, which, you know, whatever. I think 11's a pretty good run. Um, Obviously, we still have the two two littles coming up the pike, and they'll believe in Santa. But before Zuzu came along, Bud was very excited about helping with the oh, yeah. magic of Christmas. moving the elf, which we don't do that anymore, but you know, all of that kind of thing. So I had a very, I mean, I had great Christmas as a kid. Um, now interestingly, and again, you know, I mentioned this in the last podcast, like my parents ran me to everything. We never, you know, if we wanted to do something, they made it happen. Um, and we're raising our kids very differently than that. So, um, you know, that kind of gives you some background about where our Christmases came from. So let's talk a little bit about we've all well except Zad we've all been divorced and shared kids and things like that and so when I was a single mom 
the worst, worst, worst Christmas was that first Christmas by myself in my apartment. I had this box of ornaments and there was the just married and blah, blah, and cutesy BS and whatever. And I just, I still picture this in my head. I remember sitting on the floor with these ornaments bawling because what the hell am I supposed to do now? And like, how do I celebrate Christmas? It's not like whatever. I would go to my mom's and we'd do Christmas there with Bud and whatever, but it just wasn't the same. Like, you know, so... And I know, like, from talking to Missy about this and whatever, like, she's had similar experience. So that kind of, while I did have a great childhood Christmas, you know, there was that rough little, and I didn't let that define me, but maybe, like, mellowed me out a little bit about Christmas or, like, helped me kind of realize more that Christmas wasn't about getting everything on my list and things like that. Um, so, Missy, go ahead and talk about your single momness. And so, Christmas. Yeah, so when I divorced, Maddie was five. Um, so my first husband was very much into buying like Hallmark's baby's first Christmas ornament, baby's second Christmas. So Maddie had all of the up to five. And then Mason came along, and Mason was almost two when we divorced. So he had the first baby's first Christmas. And, you know, it was always like this big thing. Um, to get their ornaments, they got their ornaments first. That was the first present they opened. Um, they didn't give a crap about them, but right. like, it was sentimental to him. And here I am living in Mountville. It was the first Christmas with the two of them by myself. My mom and them hadn't gotten there yet. And, um, I didn't have the tree decorated. I had a tree and I had lights on it, but I couldn't bring myself to pull out the decorations to put on the tree um when I worked for the judge's office we always did a ornament exchange and we drew names and we always tried to get like these really fun ornaments and personalized that kind of stuff so the first year that I was married and working there my uh, my boss at the time had got she got my name and my first husband was a firefighter and she had gotten me Santa that was a firefighter it was this big ball and like Santa was a firefighter and it said like James and Missy's first Christmas together or something and then it had the date and all I could see was that stupid Santa <laughs> like in my face and I'm like what am I supposed to do with this Santa like I can't throw it away like and it's just dumb now I mean I guess it's dumb thinking about it now because it was a thing you know what I yeah. mean like that didn't that that Santa didn't define me as a human being that now that I'm not with James, that I'm nothing, you know, like this is just a different phase of my life. But working through those emotions and having two little kids there that you're trying to work through those emotions with and they're questioning, what's this? Where'd this come from? Whose name's on this? You know, right. all the questions and you're having to explain when you're like, can I just slide the sand over here and nobody's going to see it. But then I also had the baby's first Christmas and our first Christmas together and, our, you know, and where I feel that there's a place for those things even when you are divorced I put them in a box and I carried them around with me for through like two more moving episodes <laughs> until like I came to the point of like okay these are things I don't need them they're yeah. they're not going to benefit my children I mean whatever and me I asked Maddie at seven do you want these for when you grow up <laughs> like just to get some like reassurance because I had nobody right. else to like <laughs> it's fine so I got rid of them like she was my saving grace but you know it's just it's having all of the different emotions that come into like what is Christmas what is what is the perfect Christmas and I don't think that there's a perfect Christmas for any 
what two people you know right. what i mean like everybody's christmas perfectness to them is something different do i enjoy the magical stuff absolutely is it hard to make the magic magical stuff work it sure as heck is mm-hmm. but also when you're carrying baggage with you as a single person you know it's do i invite them over like okay and if i'm inviting them over am i opening like the the divorced spouse Mm -hmm. if I invite them over for Christmas am I opening up I did that once I did Mm -hmm. too am I opening up like a a can that hey maybe there's hope and I'm like reconsidering this kind of thing you know yes exactly and then what am I doing to my kids but then on the flip I'm like okay well my kids see that I'm inviting him over and I'm trying to make this be like a mutual like that we can do this separate. We can raise mm-hmm. you separately. Just the fact that us not being together doesn't mean there's no Christmas or there's no birthday. Can we get it's a like, redo? <laughs> exactly. Like, but I think there's so much that weighs on Christmas. And then like you add into the people who, that you cared for and have passed and they're no longer there that used to do things that you really enjoyed. And you know, like my, pretty much when my grandmother passed, my father had passed shortly after her. Those two people held our family together. They didn't, like, I don't think we realized it at the time. We sure as heck do now. But we don't have any of those traditions anymore. My yeah. aunt that lived with my grandmother that was so close to us has her own life now and doesn't associate with us. That's Aunt Pat. Oh, Aunt oh. Sue. Oh, Aunt Like, Sue. doesn't oh. associate with my side because of something that happened. And, you know, like, I have a hard relationship with my older brother you know, so, like, morphing that little family together, that used to never be an issue. Like, if I had an issue with my brother, like, we all went to Christmas, and we just, you know, did what we have to do. And we lifted the door stuff yeah, and picked up. Exactly. Well, and that's where I'm at now, too. Like, when we just had Thanksgiving. It was literally me, Zad, our three kids, my parents, and my older brother. Because I don't have a relationship with my older sister, and I don't have a relationship with my younger brother. Right, and it's that whole, like, keeping the cycle. divorce, too. Right, right. That, like, keeping... Not, I don't want to say abusive, but cycles in a family that don't... They serve no one. Right, they serve right. no one. Like, I've I've broken off some of those, and in that, I've lost people in my family that used to play a huge role in Christmas, used to play a huge role in birthdays, any of that, births, you know, all of that. So, I think Christmas tends to carry a lot of emotional... And I don't know why it's Christmas. Why is it, uh, exa- like, why I was is just going to say that. Like, why, yeah. So, I'm not sure. It is very stressful and emotional. But I think it's because everybody wants the magic that Christmas was years ago when mom and dads didn't get divorced and, you know. The Hallmark movies? The Hallmark movies, yeah. So, I don't know. That's what I struggle with. And then I often think, too, like, I want to instill in my kids that don't expect a gift. Like, gifts aren't to be expected. But... Be excited when you get one. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. So, Jeremy, you got any single dad hated Christmas stories you need to share with us? Well, I guess shortly after I was divorced, I went into this stage of life where I just didn't care. Well, I shouldn't say I didn't care. It felt like nobody cared about me. Everybody was on the other half side and basically for an entire year uh, I was basically living in a frat house Um, every Friday paycheck went into into my account I stopped at the local liquor store and 
from Friday until I got home until Monday I got up to work. It was nothing but a, a beer fest. And seeing, looking back at it now, you know, I fought and fought to, to see my daughter. And the first couple of times of her coming over was like, okay, I kind of, you know, I don't want my daughter to witness dad all, you know, two sheets to the wind and, and, and this, you know, getting this image in her mind that all, this is all dad's, dad's going to be. I don't want to be around him. And, you know, falling behind on rent, which kind of all comes full circle, which was a saving grace for me. But, you know, being a, a, a dad as a single parent is hard because you want to provide for your kid or your child that ultimately looks up to you. And here you are in this funk because, you know, now I got to, I got to pay this and I got to do this and I got to do that where things were, when you were married, just flowed smoothly. Yeah. So it kind of put me in a state of depression where, you know, I just downward spiraled and, and what the saving grace was, was laying in bed at night, shivering to death because I didn't have the money to pay for heating oil, thinking, what does my daughter think of me? How does she see me? And wanting to give her what I had. As a kid. As a kid. Right. So it, it goes both ways, you know, like they're, like Missy said about the, the ornaments. Yeah, there's ornaments probably no longer in existence. Would I put them on my tree now? No. But would they be nice to have, you know, as, you know, memorabilia, so to speak, would be, would be awesome because, you know, a lot of that stuff, you know, my daughter made right. as we were a family. So. Yeah. So what do we what do we want christmas to look like this year i know for us we and i had posted this on facebook and i think on instagram we have this little tree that's maybe i don't know 18 inches tall i have two busy curious toddlers so it has non-breakable ornaments on it um sad drug some like fairy lights out of the barn we put those on and like that's gonna be our tree and we were gonna go get a big tree but i just don't want to deal with it it's so much extra work there's needles all over the floor an artificial tree is super freaking expensive and then i gotta freaking store it you know so i'm not into that i do love like lights outside i think that kind of also kicked us in the pants to do it this year that way because the place that we've been going since i was a kid to get a tree isn't able to sell trees this year because yeah. of location. It was like the Lord was so, saying, it's okay for you to not have a tree. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love putting lights up outside. Like, we have a log cabin-ish kind of feeling house. So, like, I do love, like, a few simple white lights outside and whatever. And we have a couple strands of white Christmas lights that are up year-round, which I love that ambiance in our house because we have a loft. And, you know, it's kind of dark and whatever. So, having those lights is cool. But, you know, prior, like Zad said, meshing our Christmases in the past in this house, you know, I would, like, drag up, like, four tubs of this, you know, here's this decor and that decor, and we had these two huge boxes of ornaments and whatever. But, you know, when we moved into this house, Bud was sick, so he wasn't a cat batting ornaments off the tree like toddlers are. So, you know, we didn't have all of that. And maybe we'll get back to that once 
Jamie and Zuzu right. aren't in the breaking stage. But the older I get, the more I'm just like, I, man, what Jessica said at Three Rivers Homestead resonated with me so much. Like, I would so much rather my kids see a calm, happy, coffee-drinking mom instead of a frazzled, frantic, poor mom because I bought all these crappy gifts that are now just going to be clutter. Then they're going to piss me off because they're going to be in the corner and then we're going to throw them in the trash anyway. So, uh, man, I don't know. That just really resonated with me. And so we're just going to do the really simple little tree. We might throw some lights up outside, but frankly, we probably won't because I'm sure we won't get to it. Um, And like we've mentioned in past podcasts, like this is a busy time for us. Like Zad is in the barn almost all the time. Um, now that Missy and Jeremy are home, you know, we're sharing our time with each other, which is important to us and frankly is more important to me than having a bunch of glass balls on a Christmas tree. So I'd rather put my time and effort into baking bread with Missy and making cookies with the kids. Like that just is more important to me. It's hard to break that cycle. Like it is for my mom wanting to, you know, basically make her house shine because she was proud of it, which instilled in me. Like, I'm proud of this place. Right. I want to do that. But does Missy want to do that? Right. Well, you know, like, and it's hard to find that, that common ground where, okay, I want to go all out. Missy doesn't. What What is going to meet in the middle to make both of us happy? Christmas when, lights in the front window. <laughs> and when we, we first moved into our place, we did the lights on the barn and lights on the house. And it looked and, super cool. You know, oh, my we gosh, I remember that. Busy. Yeah, but it was we weren't busy with the business like we were. You know, we were just starting out with the business, so we had the time to spend a couple hours hanging the lights. And I would love to still do that, but for me to do that, I'd have to do it in, like, August. Right. Right. And let them sit there until, you know, after Thanksgiving, because I'm one that... Christmas starts after Thanksgiving. Yes. Well, and, it doesn't start after mm-hmm. Halloween. And so, like, what are we doing for gifts this year in our household? I told grandparents we want experiences. So we want, like, season passes to local places and things like that. I went through and did a huge toy corner clean out the other day. And, like, I don't want little crap. I don't mind Legos because I feel like kids, Bud loves Legos, and they learn a ton from Legos. But I want, like, craft supplies, Play-Doh, you know, things that they can do and feel constructive they can learn you know i want that kind of stuff and i want to go have experiences together instead of having all this crap from china that's going to break so that's where i'm at what's your guys plan oh go ahead well thinking back to ornaments my grandmother she had some foresight she had some really foresight what was it it was the the uh it's canvas those canvas ornaments and you do them with yarn it's like a a, like a net everybody did it in like the 80s and you use yarn to to make the like so when my not like cross stitch it's like that plastic canvas with the little holes and you like weave it through like you you run the yarn through it okay yes no no not like that not where you put put the little dots and then you put the iron on it but it was like it was like a mesh and then you take yarn and you yeah. make yeah okay you and she made it was kind of like Christmas like village and ornaments. But she and... started with those when my parents got together. The very first one was a mailbox, and she had a handwritten little note with a little envelope in it for my grandparents or for my parents. And then every year after that, she made an ornament all the way through, and the tree, the entire tree, was decorated with those and throughout the house. And I was thinking, man, like I need to get those for my mom because. Yeah. My mom decorates with them, but like it'd be perfect for our household because they're non-breakable. Yeah. I just, I mean, I am loving this simplified thing. And I think that it helps that 
as with everything else in my life, when Missy and I just have solidarity in these things, I'm like, okay, it's okay for me to not have a huge tree. Because God bless my mom, but you know, she was like, well, you have to have a tree. I'm like, why do I have to have a tree? Why do I have to have anything? Do you remember the year after Sawyer was born? Oh, and I just couldn't get it together. I know. Like, it was so much going on. So, I'm like, Beanie was born by C-section pretty emergently. Yeah. And, and didn't come home until we, right around Thanksgiving. Became, so, it was... We went from a family of one child to a family of... Oh, gosh. We had all their had, kids for, like, had, two weeks. We had three additional children for, like, two weeks. Yeah. And I just could not, being that, like postpartum I could not oh. get it together and I'm like I don't even care if Christmas doesn't come like we're not doing a tree and your mom got you my a tree mom, the day before my Christmas? mom went and got us a tree from Target that they use like people use for like decoration in their living room yeah and we wrapped some lights around it and the kids didn't think anything no, different they don't they and did. Jameson and Zuzu think our little tiny tree on our dining room table is just the best thing they ever right. saw he came down in the morning and he's like oh <gasps> Mommy. He was just beside himself. I love that. Missy had whispered in my ear while Missy and Jeremy were talking. So I didn't come from a divorced family, but at age 14, my dad and my brother were killed in a car accident. So my mom had remarried to my godfather. So I had already known him a little bit throughout my life, just not very, you know, real, real well. Like I didn't know him my whole entire life, but he had held me in an hour after I was born. But, um, he, he, you know, kind of just picked up where my dad had left off with Christmas and, you know, the meaning behind it and, you know, showing love to us through gifts and all. So, you know, I was also had two different outlooks on Christmas through my dad, my mom's side, and then my mom and my godfather's side too. Yeah. Sorry, babe, I didn't mean to discount your... No, I didn't, I forgot about it totally until yeah. she whispered in my ear about about Dad. All right, so what is Christmas going to look like for you guys? So Christmas for us is going to be simple to a point, but it's also going to be kind of like a reconnecting because, like I said, we spent definitely one Christmas in Florida without our normal, um, and Jeremy hasn't really been able to spend Christmas with his, his family for a while. Did you decorate a palm tree? They no, have a we, fake tree in the basement. Yeah. We went to Lowe's and got a fake tree. I remember you super it's, stressing about yes, this. And, it's too much. And it's going to last us until... Because finding a live tree right, there was super hard yes. and super expensive. Yep. And then the live ridiculous. tree was... A live tree earth. in Florida cost a small one starting at 200 That's yeah, insane. That's insane. So we just went and bought a fake tree and that's what we're going to rock until this thing either has no branches or... <laughs> One of us passes well, away. Well, I mean, fake snowfalls. I remember yes, exactly. my godfather. They bought a fake tree after a certain amount of years, and it was one that was already pre-lit and all that. And then the lights quit working, so Dad would start trying to figure out how to fix them. And eventually, he just every year puts lights on it mm-hmm. because the lights yeah. that were already on it quit working. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So um, for us this Christmas, I think it's going to be more of. We're going to try to instill in the kids that it's more of spending time together with who we have left. Um, Like with Jeremy's family, we're going to probably get together and do a meal, which we just did for Thanksgiving. That was the first year. First first time that my sister or my mom have ever been to a place that I own. Yes. Since he's, you know, since he's moved out. Or live. Or really. really, I moved out at 17. No, sorry. 18. Yeah. So we're going to try to instill that more in our kids. Our kids are going to get some gifts, but we're doing simple gifts. Like 
focusing for Sawyer is going to be Play-Doh and, like, kinetic sand. Right. Um, Things like they said, can do while we bake. <laughs> right, exactly. I said, you know, Jared, had, his only thing on his Christmas list was this Kermit puppet. Is he going to get the Kermit puppet? Probably. Well, but, and the other thing that he wants, too, is he wants a hatchet. Yes, he wants I a hatchet. Go, I could go to a sale or yes. reach out. Like, yeah. anybody got a hatchet that they can part with? Right. Yeah. But, like, I... Do you remember we went Black Friday shopping? Mm-hmm. I haven't Black Friday shopped in probably four years. I used to do probably all of that. Since we went to, together. Well, yes. something that you started doing two years ago, I think, was started buying stuff like Throughout right after Christmas. Not like the Christmas sales, but like picking up like there's a, a, a Facebook group that we're part of that sells <laughs> things at a discount. J&S Basement. J&S right. J&S Basement Look deals. And you know, they sell like things that... You know, the packaging might just be mm-hmm. ruffled a little bit. Who cares if packaging is going in the trash, but the toy or the Play-Doh or the kinetic sand is just fine. And she picks it up for a dollar fifty or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know y'all so, heard that, that I started doing something I planned ahead. I didn't procrastinate. Right? Yeah. Well, so, you want to know what's you funny? Know, and there's a bin in the basement, and she just puts all this in, and then it's, oh, well, you did a really good job, or you did something that went over and beyond. Here's a treat. And then at the same rate, when we need to get some little extra fluff for the stockings... It's, it's already bought and paid for, and it's sitting there. We're not putting more money out because it's already been bought. Right. Our Christmas last year was pretty much, for the kids, was pretty much all J&S. So, so was ours. It was fantastic. There might yeah. have been like one or two things yeah. from us that weren't. It was right. fantastic. Well, yeah. I think yeah. the first year we moved in, my one of my gifts to Mandy and Bud were really good, well-quality brand headlights. because Headlamps. Headlamps. Headlights, we got headlights. Headlights on your truck, I'm so proud of you. Headlights. I got you round. Because we're we're on this homestead, and you're not just sitting there working during the daylight. You're out in the dark at times. So we got stuff that we could use all the time. So we hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you can kind of think about what Christmas is going to look like for your family and that, you know, if you're wanting to simplify, like we always say, there's solidarity here. If, if you want to simplify, it's okay. So we hope you enjoyed this. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, friends.